you're walking away from an interaction with the friend that's leaving you feeling confused. She seems short and distant, and you're not sure why. And as you begin to ruminate about it, you're reminded of a situation just last week with another friend who seems to have stopped inviting you to book club. And just last month, a coworker who you thought you were getting really close to has stopped asking you questions about your weekend, and it's almost as if she always has something more important to run off to, whereas before, she had time to linger and chat. Your first thought? These women are all fake. They're selfish. They're fickle. And it's an experience that you've always had with the friendships in your life. But now, you're beginning to think, wait, is it me? On today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I am going to delicately yet directly give you six reasons why you might be the problem in your friendships. Now, let me tell you, I have been hesitating to record this kind of content because it's important to me to keep the brand positive. And the last thing I want is for you to feel discouraged. But then I thought about it. And if you apply what I'm about to tell you, it will have a positive impact on your platonic relationships. So here we go. Sometimes it's you. And I think I'm finally ready to tell you why. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. If you often find yourself on the other side of rejection, exclusion, correction, and your takeaway is always, oh, these are fake friends. They're not supportive. Yes, that is sometimes the case. Other times, it's you. So I'm going to walk you through six reasons why you might be the problem in your friendships. But before I do, I want you to take a deep breath. No, come on, do it. No one's watching. Come on, I'll do it with you. Inhale, exhale. Okay, my hope is that that breath softens your heart to receive what I'm giving you with love. And I wouldn't be fussing at you and telling you this if I hadn't first had this conversation with myself. I've had some very real Danielle, it's you moments as well. And it's increased my self-awareness. And I would like to think that has made me a better friend for the people in my life today. So in the event that you don't have anybody in your circle who's willing or able to serve as that mirror, I hope that you allow me to do that now. So here we go. Let's jump right in. The first reason that you might be the problem is because of your defensiveness, temper, and tendency to criticize. If your friends can't tell you hard things, they can't make choices that you dislike or in any other way speak or behave in ways that don't warrant your wrath or criticism, then that's a you problem. And we can do an entire episode on Uh, being the judgy friend but for now I just want to put it on your radar if you find that friends are sharing less with you or they're making choices that you find out about later and you're like what why didn't you tell me girl keep it real how would you have responded by questioning her choices explaining to her why she's wrong telling her that there's a better way blowing up at her if she says something you don't like now some situations call for that not blowing up at her but but you know giving her feedback that, that, that is appropriate sometimes. But if you are consistently blowing up, popping off, criticizing, 
why would they continue to bring things to you, include you, update you? It's just a thought, okay? Reason number two that it might be a you problem is you are consistently negative. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody's over here preaching toxic positivity. I'm not promoting being inauthentic to how you feel so you don't make people uncomfortable and never bring up hard things. That's not the takeaway. One of the benefits of friendship is that you can bring your troubles to your friend and they help you make sense of that. Okay. They tell you that your pain is valid. They commiserate with you. They serve as a witness to your pain. They support you. In fact, the number one thing, you've heard me say this before, that women seek in their same-sex friendships, according to uh, research, is emotional support. So there's an expectation among women that we help each other through. However, if every single interaction that y'all have is negative, why would people continue to elect to be a part of that experience that is your friendship? Especially if they're leaving feeling depleted. But a lot of us don't know because our friends might sit and listen politely they might reserve their their frustrations and complaints about your habit to their spouse or their other friends. But some of them are over it and don't know how to tell you without it being drama, without it hurting your feelings, or without you uh, retaliating. So I want you to take a look at just how negative you are. I'll leave you with this for this particular point. There's research by the Gottmans, okay, well, some of the like relationship experts and research and they find that successful relationships have a positivity to negativity ratio of five to one meaning for every uh, five positive interactions you're allowed like one negative and it's just because of how heavy a negative experience weighs on us and how um, how much we're biased to negativity so I would encourage you to, to take an aerial view of your friendships, right? Like if I could get up in a helicopter with you, we went up in the air and we looked down over the landscape of your friendship interactions. I'm just here to ask you how many of them would be considered negative, filled with chronic complaining, venting, things like that. Reason number three that you might be the problem is because you always have problems with other people. You always have issues with other people. So this is especially for those of you in... Um, group dynamics in your friendships but if you are always having a, a, a grievance with another person in your social circle and you have no qualms about announcing it right she's to this and I don't like her because da, 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 da. I'm just here to to encourage you to take a second to think about the experience of the people you're venting to do they feel put in the middle do they feel like, okay, well, let me start to withdraw because whenever I'm with her, she's telling me about how she hates my other friend and I don't know how to respond to that. They might think, you know what? Well, let's not, let's just not invite her to the next thing because she, she doesn't like anybody there. And they might even think they're doing you a favor by not including you because they know you're uncomfortable with half the people in the room. So just think about how much you're expressing, how much you don't like other people. You can't stand them, especially if you're in a group dynamic and what position that might put other people in, your mutual friends. That's all I'm saying. If this don't apply, let it fly. But if it does, you know, just just reflect maybe for a little bit. Okay, reason number four, your conversation skills are lacking. Now, I hesitate in saying this because some of y'all are already unnecessarily paranoid. In fact, over the past month, I've worked with two ladies who they signed on to, to have a coaching session specifically because they were like, Daniel, I want you to tell me what's wrong. Like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong socially. Like when I'm in a group, am I not saying 
the right things? Is it my face? Is it? And they wanted me to like evaluate them. And I was like, girl, can we really talk about what's going on? Because surely it's not just your face. You know, what else might be going on? So for some of y'all, conversation skills genuinely are lacking. Now, I don't mean that you are not interesting enough. Uh, or cool enough. I, I, I don't mean that sometimes you're awkward because we all are, you know, in moments. Um, I, I'm not saying that you're not filled to the brim with interesting culture things to say. I'm speaking here to the emotional intelligence and social awareness that's required to make the conversation a relatively pleasurable experience for everybody involved. Some of us have a tendency to dominate the conversation. And when people leave, they didn't get to contribute. So they had to be an audience member and you get the spotlight all the time. Sometimes you have a tendency possibly to one up people when they share their accomplishment. Now, I know that you don't uh, mean anything malicious by it. You're not trying to, you know, uh, cut people down to size. I know you're not trying to do that. But I want you to maybe pay more attention to how you do respond. If somebody says, you know, oh, I ran, you know, three miles last night, so I'm pretty tired. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I ran like, I think seven miles. And honestly, I didn't even break a sweat. So I'm able to run like further and further every week I'm noticing. Like think about, just think about how that makes people feel. People don't want to sign up to be in a friendship that's one-sided where they have to just listen and they don't get to participate and then you leave. It's not fun. They don't feel seen. And why would they continue to show up if that's the dynamic? Reason number five is the gossip. The constant gossip. Now, don't get me wrong. I love some good tea. But all the time, if you have a tendency to talk in a way that um, is disparaging or slanderous or negative of other people, especially other women we know, right? You're showing me that I'm not safe here. And I would rather leave or not show up or not invite you than do the consistent mental labor of measuring my words around you. I would just choose not to be around you. It might also put me in a position where I feel like I'm a witness to the slander. So I feel complicit, like I'm guilty by association. And and I don't feel comfortable being around as you sully this woman's reputation. It makes me feel weird uh, and awkward. And the only way to make that weirdness stop, aside from confronting you directly about it, which most women opt not to do, but the only option is to just be absent. So if that doesn't apply, that's fine. But something to sit with. And I'm going to end with with this one here. Some of y'all are announcing just how much you distrust people. You talk about how people these days are so foul. You talk about how you have no problem cutting people off with the quickness. Now, some of y'all are my people pleasers. This doesn't apply to you. And you have your own set of issues. And that is on the episode uh, that we're addressing next week with Terry Cole, who's the boundary expert. So stay tuned for that. But this week, I'm talking to those of you who have no problem letting people know that you'll cut somebody off with the quickness. Let me tell you right now, announcing that attitude, not just harboring, like a distrust for people and an anger for people, but like declaring that kind of attitude. It's not doing anything to attract healthy friendships to you. So if you're starting to feel a little jaded, like you're coming off of a recent disappointment in a friendship, first of all, I need you to go right now and listen to the episode from August 18th titled, Yes, Girl, You Really Need Friends. Okay, it'll keep you from straying away from the mission here. But but if you're getting cynical because a friend hurt you and you're starting to think, you know, I don't even need friends, don't get jaded. Don't get discouraged. 
because it begins to seep into your bones and then you can't help but to proclaim your distorted view of platonic relationships to everybody you meet. But I need you to engage in some perspective taking. How do you think it feels to sit on the other end of a person telling you how people are the worst? It's like, girl, I'm people. (laughs) So if you are in a place where you're like, I, I distrust people. I understand that. Maybe you could work with somebody who can kind of help you reframe your 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 mindset on that. And I'm not saying you haven't arrived to that conclusion, you know, without valid reason. It's obviously due to some kind of hurt, right? But if you're in that place, I have to be honest, it does make me um, concerned about your capacity to even be a good friend. And I don't know any people who are going to volunteer to be a part of friendships with somebody who does not have it to give. That's all I'm saying. So here we go. We're closing out the way we do every week. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to reflect on the reasons that I've just shared in this episode of why you might be the problem. Which one of those hit a little close to home? Whichever one it was, I want you to sit with that. And I want you to take these as your next three steps. One. Think about how that behavior has shown up in your friendships. Like think of tangible examples. Two, think about how if you were on the receiving end of that behavior, how you feel about the friendship. And three, be more mindful of the behavior next time that you re-engage. Now for extra credit points, and I've, we, I don't know that we've ever done extra credit. Have we done extra credit? <laughs> Here it is. Ask a person that you trust what is an annoying <laughs> an annoying habit or behavior that you have that might be creating distance in friendships? Now, I know that um, some of us don't have somebody in our life that we currently trust to give us um, genuine feedback in that way. And I understand that, uh, you know, because one benefit of friendship is that it acts as a mirror. Um, but there are some things that you just can't see on your own. You need That's why we need each other. And if you don't have anybody to, to give you feedback, um, come talk to me about that over on Instagram at Daniel Byer Jackson or contact us anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com. And until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.